We had football. We had baseball. There was even soccer. Sports, sports, and more sports. Welcome to episode number two. Numero dos. Of the number Sports two. and More podcast with Eddie Morelos, produced by Asa Costa. Welcome, everybody, to downtown El Paso, here at the downtown spaces, where you can get all your office needs met. Come and uh, check it out. If you need an office space, you need some internet usage, they got what you need here at the downtown spaces. Ace, what's the address? Uh, 522 West San Francisco, located in the heart of downtown El Paso. Amigo, there was a lot of sports. Oh, yeah. There was a, there's a lot to talk a about. Lot there's a lot sports. to get to. Uh, once again, this is the Sports and More podcast with Eddie Morelos, episode number two. Again, we've got lots of sports to talk about, but there's also history being made today, Ace. History. <laughs> yeah. We love history. Yeah, we do. Um, our very first guest on the Sports and More podcast uh, today will be joining us here in a few minutes. Uh, they'll be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Boo. <laughs> and uh, more specifically about uh, Tony Romo. Uh, Jessica Nevarez will be joining us here in a few minutes. Nevarez, there we go. There All, we right. Go. All right. So uh, she's going to join us here in a bit. But, but first, let's uh, go ahead and talk about what happened over the weekend and talk about what's coming up uh, before we bring on our guest. Okay. So, uh, what did you want? Well, first of all, let me take a step back, Ace. Oh, let me wow. take a step back. We uh, stepping back. Feliz cumpleaños, my friend. Happy birthday. Yesterday was your birthday. And, yes, uh, it was. Another uh, year around the sun. There we go. And mm. you're just like my other friends who tend to work on their birthdays. And uh, hey, we got to do what we got to do. But uh, did you do anything fun throughout the day at all? Um, well, I worked. But it's it's we're in the process of creating that new high school football magazine. And uh, it's... It's 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 coming along. We're trying to get that launched, hopefully in the next week or so. But it, it's 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 a blessing. Like I said, another year, another year around the sun. You know, any day above ground is a great one. So definitely, and uh, I'm really excited to see uh, your your next um, uh, edition of your uh, football magazine, your football media guide for mm. that covers all the high schools all in thirty two and around El Paso, which yep. uh, last year's. Um, media guide that you created was amazing the the layout was awesome it's digital you can get it online Mm -hmm. you get every schedule you get every uh every school outlook Mm -hmm. uh, from what i understand from what i remember at least and then you put a photo of their top player and those photos and the graphics that you create from those photos Ace, are unbelievable they're just they pop uh they're so eye eye catching and great job Ace. i know it's a lot of hard work I appreciate it. This year we're doing it a little different. We're doing a two-player spread now because um, it's getting so tough to put all the info on one page. So each team will have two pages uh, with the schedule. Uh, Mr. Alex Nicolás will be writing the, the team uh, previews. And like I said, we're excited. Um, we got some new things that we're going to unveil. Um, it, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Who are the, I guess, the media members talking about as the top, I guess, um football team in, in El Paso this year. Is there any talk going on about who, who probably the best team is? Right now, America's is, is, is one of the favorites. They they got some uh, high-caliber players that are ranked nationally. Um, Mr. Dumas, I think, is in the top five in the nation from last year in rushing. And uh, defensive end Mr. Dylan Kemp was actually number two in the nation in sacks. Number two. We're not talking just the state of Texas. We're talking 
nationally, he was number two. So basically, America's has the top offensive player and the top defensive player in the city. Pretty much. And then Burgess also has, uh, has their, uh, like Coach says, uh, their, their second string running back that's been getting a bunch of offers from like Old Miss and uh, Florida and Alabama and Tavares Jones <laughs> as well. Like I said, awesome. there's a lot of talent in this city. You know, the, the kids are happy to be back. There, you know? there really is a lot of talent uh, here in El Paso, Texas. And I want to give a shout to uh, Irvin High School, uh, mm-hmm. make that Lodi's connection. Um, uh, a friend of mine by the name of Mike Salcedo, uh, who his family grew up in Lordsburg. Um, they moved over here to El Paso, and mm-hmm. and they've grown up in, in Irvin High School. And now his both his kids are playing varsity sports. Uh, one really? of them is playing. Uh, she's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And he made the announcement that she made varsity volleyball for Irvin uh, as a sophomore really and um, his son is uh, I believe one of the quarterbacks for Irvin High School um, so shout out to them good luck to them this year the Rockets. And, uh, hopefully I get to go watch a, a Rockets volleyball and football game this year I'm, I'm really hoping to make it out there and I'll, I'll keep an eye on that so it's gonna good be luck good to one. the Rockets it's gonna be a good one yep so again you can follow us uh, the sports and more podcasts on Twitter and Facebook uh, Ace and I have created a Twitter and Facebook Facebook page on Twitter at Sports and More Pod at Sports and More Pod, and on Facebook just by searching Sports and More Podcast, and we'll have updates on there. We'll uh, share uh, different articles of different events going on, and uh, different types of things that we got. We got so keep up with us on on Facebook and Twitter, and also there is a Twitter poll right now up. There uh, is, amigo. There's a big. Uh, we had a debate going on last week. Uh, we forgot to uh, really actually mention it. it. <laughs> we forgot to settle that debate uh, last week, and I uh, had some questions. You know, people reached out to me and says, "Well, what, what what was it that you guys were debating? What were you debating?" And um, you and I have debated this for quite some time now. A lot. And uh, you know, um, for those of you that are watching on uh, video, mm-hmm. you'll you'll notice once again for the second <sighs> week in a row uh, of this podcast, uh, we film it. On, we 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 record it on Tuesdays, so. Uh, I wear my tie every Tuesday, meaning it's hashtag tie Tuesday. I mean, maybe tie Tuesday, but it's internationally known as taco Tuesday, my friend. Well, internationally, I I like to consider myself a a leader, not a follower. Fat starter, if you may. Yeah, but taco Tuesday is always the best. Uh, wow <laughs> interesting so uh, help us out settle the, settle the debate mm-hmm. go on to twitter at sports and more pod make sure you get tacos sports and more pod and uh go ahead and think about it for yourself uh make we- your own vote tight tuesday or taco tuesday you can't eat tacos for breakfast says who says who i wore i, I put my tie on at 6 30 a.m won't come out, won't come off until I'm ready for bed. Now, since the poll's still going on, we're just going to make an exception, okay? Because it is, like I said, we are recording on Tuesday. We got Taquito Tuesday from the best place in the world <laughs> called Whataburger. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ask, uh, when we bring on our guest here in a bit, we'll ask uh, Jessica Nevadas if she likes Whataburger, which I'm sure she does because they just barely became the official oh, no. burger place of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know about Whataburger, about wah, that one. Wah, wah. All right. That's, that's, just, that's just in this really scary. Yeah. Scary. So once again, hit up uh, our Twitter poll, Sports and More 
P-O-D, Sports and More Pod. Uh, go ahead and give a vote. Uh, but getting back to all the sports that happened over the weekend, um, UTEP traveled over to Texas to take on the Longhorns. And, um, well, it was a tough one for, for the UTEP Miners. Um, they they fell, I believe the final score was 59-3. to three. To three. Yeah, and uh, at one point in the first half, it was like, I want to say it was like 36-0, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it was a uh, from, from the from the go. I think it scored on the opening play. But All right. Yeah, it was opening opening drive, I believe, and maybe it was the opening play. I think it was the but, opening um, play. You know, that's that's a tough one for for the miners. Hopefully, uh, you know, we talk about you know learning from challenges and learning from trials and tribulations, and mm-hmm. and I hope that they do. You know, they they got something from it. Uh, from what I read, I think there was only one guy uh, who sustained an injury but out of yep, that game. That was the fullback. So, yeah. So that's a that's uh that's a positive that there wasn't multiple guys. Uh, you know that that came out injured, mm-hmm. uh, definite positive. But uh, we'll see how the miners do this week as they take on Abilene Christian in mm-hmm. Sun Bowl Stadium here in El Paso, Texas, on Saturday at 7 p.m. I know I'll be there, uh, Ace, up in the press box and um, excited. I saw Abilene Christian play about I think it's two years ago against the New Mexico State Aggies, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually they held their own uh, with the Aggies. Uh, the Aggies came out on top, uh, but they held their own at that time and i expect it to be another competitive game uh for utep the way uh steven Stephen f austin competed with the miners exactly and i mean it's it's an opportunity to grow as a team you know got a young quarterback you know controlling the offense so it, it's it's good to get some some games under their belt and like i said at least they didn't get shut out last week i mean they're on the board yeah. and i think they missed the field goal but you know they, they got some points on there um Going into that environment is always tough for a young team. And hopefully when it comes conference time, they'll rack up some wins. Because to be honest, we want to go bowling. You know, of course we, we, we do. We're, we're ready. I'm got my flight points and we, well, <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> well, you know, uh, everybody does want to go bowling, meaning hit, heading to a, a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um uh, which all the college teams are playing for right now is to see who can, you know, make it to a bowl game, make it a good season and this, this challenging season that we're having. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of ACC games going on this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson, of course, number one in the nation out of the ACC, and, and they were pretty dominant, um, which the ACC is one of our teams that we bring in. What do I, what, and when I say one of ours, um, again, I'm the media relations director for the Sun Bowl Association, and we host the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which is on December the 31st, um, and it'll be in Sun Bowl Stadium. Or again, we are planning for that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, ACC will definitely be in it. We're trying to figure out an opponent for them. Um, so get your tickets. Um, go to sunbold.org to get all the information. And actually go to our website, sunbold.org, so that you can have a chance to win tickets. You Every week, we give away two tickets to our game. And it's by playing a free game. Uh, a pick'em game. It's mm-hmm. the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Challenge, presented by Boss Chicken. Uh, chicken. It, yeah, oh yeah, Boss Chicken. By the way, yeah, it's good stuff. Love some chicken. Yeah. So um, again, Susan Price was our our week one winner. So she's got she's going to the game. She's excited. She congratulations, Susan. Susan Price, congratulations. So uh, click uh, at sunbowl dot org. Um, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Challenge, presented by Boss Chicken. Easy game to play. 
Mm-hmm. You just got to pick the winners. Um, there was about 25 people who went 9 out of 10 on the Ooh. games, which actually was the best you can get because one of the games got postponed. Um, so, again, uh, 9 out of 10, and actually I picked uh, 9 out of 10 uh, on my pick, So, uh, which comes down to a tiebreaker of who uh, is the closest as far as points uh, go. So Susan Price got the closest, and once again, congratulations. A lot of college games uh, going on this past weekend, a lot coming up this weekend. The one I'm looking forward to watching at some point is number uh, 17, Miami. Ooh, the, the Hurricanes, who were here just only about three years ago That's right. in El Paso, Texas, taking on number 18, Louisville. That's going so, to be a good one right Number 17 there. against number 18 out of the ACC, Miami against Louisville. Uh, definitely going to be uh, keeping an eye on that. Uh, also, this past weekend, again, there was a lot of sports going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I witnessed history. I don't know if you witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Baseball, talking baseball now. Baseball, baseball. There was a there was a no hitter thrown this past weekend. That's right. Cubs pitcher, Cubs. He was, he was him and Jorge are very happy. Yep, very happy. Mr. No George, I, I saw your tweets. You were so excited, and I was no the same hitter. way. And uh, I was watching the game actually, and then um, at some point, I didn't realize that there was a no hitter going until about the. The eighth inning. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Which, which, is, which is a good and thing. And then a buddy of mine texts me and says, are you watching? And I didn't respond. <laughs> did not <laughs> respond. The side, like, what? Uh, no. no, did nothing. <laughs> but sat on my couch uh, n- literally nervously watching. I, w- I got nervous in the ninth inning because <laughs> uh, I was rooting for him. You know, Alec, Alec Mills got the no-hitter. Uh, second one of the year for in, in the MLB, uh, which is a weird year, of course. There's only 60 games being played. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was the first no-hitter for a Cubs pitcher since uh, Jake Arrieta did in, I believe, in 2016. That's so, right. That's so right. Uh, if you if you missed that, go and look up the Cubs highlights um, on their website, and you can check out a no-hitter. And then, of course, first week of – NFL, NFL football, football, NFL football, it's and back. Uh, it's back. Well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, as you can see, I got tie Tuesday once again, and I'm wearing my Bears tie today. The Why? Bears. Why? The because Bears. The Bears actually won, <laughs> and uh, they had a comeback in the fourth quarter with uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who is a third-year quarterback for the Bears, and. Um, I, I'm gonna post this, uh, a picture um, next uh, on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. I have a selfie with Mitchell Trubisky because he came to El Paso, Texas, and played in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. And um, very nice man. Um, you know, you you knew he was gonna be a, a pro player just by the way he held himself. Mm-hmm. And um, then he he had a good game in the Sun Bowl. And he and, did. He you know, did. I mean, he just happened to get tackled by the eventual number two pick. Because he was the number three pick in the draft, but Solomon Thomas Solomon happened Thomas. to get there, and uh, that was a good game for anybody that didn't stay. I mean, it literally went down to the wire. Yeah. So make sure you guys go to Sunbowl or get your tickets for this upcoming game. Yeah, because uh, every time you know year in and year out, uh, we do get NFL players, uh, NFL prospects coming mm-hmm. to play in our game. So uh, don't miss out the opportunity to to see an NFL player firsthand and uh, come to the Sunbowl. Uh, December the 31st here in El Paso, Texas. Uh, your team win? 
Steelers. Steelers okay. last night. Steelers last night. Juju out there making 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 a making a scene. It's good. It's good. Birthday birthday gift right there. I didn't watch any Monday night football, so no, I, I I kinda like like I said, listened from afar, but NFL's back. Our boy, Mr. Showtime, out there getting some TDs up in Minnesota. And he says shout out to Aaron out there. Aaron Jones Aaron was ripping Jones. it up. Uh, a buddy of mine is a Vikings fan, and he texts me, oh, go Vikings, this and that. And, oh, and, showtime. I, and all I texted him back was Aaron Jones. That's it. <laughs> I didn't say anything else, but Aaron Jones. It's That's good. It. So uh, congratulations to him. And also uh, the Raiders. In Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders. And it was so cool that um, Harry Ruiz you said, shout out to the, Harry. made the announcement that he's uh, on the radio crew for the Spanish side of the it. Spanish broadcast. So congratulations to him. Uh, he's a big Raiders fan. Uh, he used to be in El Paso for many, many years mm-hmm. and a good friend of ours. So congratulations, Harry. That's congratulations awesome. And, to Harry. And the Raiders picked up the win, and that was a, it was a good game. So um, It was a good game because you had all sports going on at one point. You oh, got yeah. Basketball, women's basketball. You got football, baseball. Whew. Soccer. And soccer. Premier League soccer was that's going right. on. That's I, right. I watched a little bit of that, and that's always, to me, I like soccer, so I've, I've always enjoyed a. The Beautiful. athleticism of the soccer players. But uh, there was one, I guess, big loss for a lot of Texans. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that uh, when we bring on our guest uh, coming up next. Coming up next. Welcome back to the Sports and More podcast with Eddie Morelos. And as we were just talking, NFL football started this weekend. And we talked about all the wins. And unfortunately, there has to be losers as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we mentioned, the state of Texas is probably hurting this week as their team. Well, I guess some of the team. America's um, team. Oh, there you go, America's team. And let's welcome in our very first guest. You're witnessing history, people. Uh, Jessica Nevarez. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, I love that. I love that you did that. That makes me so excited. But yes, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. Um, yeah, my heart's my heart's still hurting over over that loss on Sunday. But um, hey, we have the whole season. It's I, I, okay. I like your shirt, by the way. I can tell that you're still repping. Of, of course, because especially when we lose, you have to wear more Cowboys merch. That's no, just, no, 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 not at all. That comes no. in the territory of being a Cowboys fan, you know? Well, I guess uh, that's why I'm a, a Bears fan, because I only wear the merch whenever they win. So. Oh, no, oh. No, no. see, I support my team when they win and when they lose. So <laughs> now, now I feel bad. Not wearing, I'm not wearing my Steeler gear, but I just have my, my rock stuff. Oh, but it's, all, right. it's all good. Jessica, Jessica, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, um, where you went to school, and, and, uh, you know, where you're at now. So, I grew up in Las Cruces, born and raised. I'm a Mayfield High School alum. I went to NMSU, where I graduated with my degree in journalism and mass communications. I was heavily involved in News 22 over there as well. Before I graduated, I actually got my job offer at KTSM. So, I was there as a multimedia journalist, as a weather forecaster for nearly three years. Recently, just closed that uh, chapter in my book. Now, I'm with NAMI El Paso as a youth program coordinator. And it is pretty cool so far. I get to work with kids again, and so that's something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, So I'm very, very excited, and while I was at KTSM, I actually got to do some sports reporting, which... 
yeah, it's what I it's what I love to do. I love to do weather, love to do sports. So got the best of both worlds while I was there. That's awesome, Jessica. Uh, you and I have a couple of things in common uh, that we're both uh, we both live in Las Cruces, in the sister yes. city of El Paso, Texas. Which uh, I'm sure you made the commute back and forth like I do. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that we are both uh, graduates of the journalism and mass communications program there at New Mexico State University, which I uh, am very proud of, to be honest. Yeah. And um, I uh, still work uh, very closely with uh, some professors there at the at New Mexico State in the journalism department, in particular, Dr. LaMonica. Yeah. And um, I tend to bring on interns every semester so that we can uh, give experience to future uh, journalists and PR uh, type people. So go Aggies, guns up. Eddie, you talked to my class. Go Aggies. It was pretty cool. I was a little starstruck to meet you because, uh, yeah, Dr. LaMonica would talk about you all the time. And I was like, that's him in the flesh. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. (laughs) I found your old business card the other day, actually, while I was going through my stuff from college. And I was like, very cool stuff That's, now. But, well, I yeah. appreciate you holding on to those <laughs> That's things. That's a classic. You got to get that signed. You're going to have to get that signed right there. I'll have to. I'll I'm going to have to. I'll definitely sign it. The mayor, I'll see. The <laughs> so, mayor. Um, so, again, yeah, you, you talked about being a, a little bit of uh, doing some sports reporting. Uh, yeah. Why don't you give us, uh, first of all, your your take on this weekend's uh, opening, um, opening weekend of the Cowboys game? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I've been itching to talk about this. Yes. So you know what? It was uh, it was a little sloppy. But the thing is, is last season or the Jason Garrett era, I should say, all the fans were complaining that we weren't be, being risky enough. So when it came down to that fourth down in the end zone, I appreciate Mike McCarthy for going for it. Because you know what? That's what we weren't doing before. That's what we wanted to see. So we can't have the best of both worlds here. You know, we can't have our cake and eat it too. So we're either going for the field goal, which is safe, which is what Jason Garrett would have done last year, or we go for that fourth down. Do I think it was necessary? No, but I like that he's making the statement that he's going to take risks this season because that's what we were definitely lacking with that Jason Garrett era. So I'm excited to see what's to come. That loss hurt, especially just those close losses where it's, you're down to 30 seconds, you know, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. I think Dak played very well. I thought he was very composed. Um, I thought Zeke was getting hungry. I thought he ate a lot. He was hungry for that end zone. I was excited to see that. I wanted to see a little bit more CeeDee Lamb, but I've all season to see him. Um, Bummed about the two injuries, of course. Definitely not good that we have Andresh out because Sean Lee is also out. And you know what? I am so sad for Blake Jarwin because this was supposed to be his breakout season now that and is gone to the Raiders, which don't bring that up for me. That's still a very sensitive topic. So that's my take on it. You know, we have all season to go, and I'm I'm ready for it. I think it's going to be a really good season. You are definitely a Cowboys fanatic, and you are <laughs> definitely from the region uh, because I have never met um, Cowboys fans as – I don't know what other word to use is sometimes brutal uh, when, when the Cowboys <laughs> lose. Uh, I listen to a sports show in the afternoons and they have a Cowboys talk time. And oh, yeah. my goodness, they really when the Cowboys lose the fans, I guess, like I said, brutal at times. But, you know, yeah. you know your stuff, Jessica, you know your stuff. And a uh, couple of comments I want to make on what you just said um, that 
Dak, I gotta give him just props uh, after the, oh, after the yeah. week he went through mentally. Yep. Uh, such a strong, strong human being, and oh. shout out to him for being so courageous. And, and I I'm, oh. I support him as a person and as yep. human being. Uh, I may not support him as a as a football player because of the <laughs> team he's on, but again, as a person and as a human being, good job, Dak. We need more people like you. Uh, yeah. The other comment is you you brought up Ezekiel Elliott. And um, we were watching the game. A buddy of mine went over and and they gave the ball to Zeke. And, and I said, do you know that I'm taller than Zeke Lally? And he says, what? <gasps> and I said, yeah, I, I met him at the national championship game uh, for college football last mm. year. And uh, he was right behind me. I turned around and I said, "You're Ezekiel. You're Ezekiel Elliott." And he, he goes. He looks at me. He's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get into the locker room," and because uh, he's from LSU, of course. And yeah. I said, "Okay, cool. Let me take a selfie and I'll let you in." <laughs> and, uh, so, so that was pretty neat. But um, again, shout out to Dak Prescott for for being yeah. the human that he is. And, um, and and you know what? Working with Nami El Paso, especially now, mental health is a hot topic in my life every day. But the fact that Dak was so courageous to talk about it publicly because there's such a stigma around mental health, right? You you can't talk about it or you're crazy or you have this negative stigma attached to you. So I'm so proud of him for shedding light on it, sharing his story, making, you know, just everybody feel a little bit more comfortable to share their stories as well. I think that's a true leader. And I'm very, very, very proud of Dak. Um, and I'm proud of everybody, not just Cowboys fans, but everybody for showing their support you know, on Twitter, or on social media in general. That's all I saw uh, the day after those comments were made. So I'm very proud of Dak. And yeah, I'm going to, yes. I'm going to agree with you on that one because um, he, he holds his head high all the time. Yes, ma'am. And uh, from one quarterback to an, uh, let's go on to a different quarterback <laughs> and, and uh, let's talk about um, the time you got to meet Tony Romo and interview him and what that was like, just, you know, give us some, some insight on, on meeting oh. Tony Romo. And, uh, you know, my mother uh, is a huge Cowboys fan, just like you, but yeah. she is not the biggest of Tony Romo fans. So maybe Ooh. you could convince her to Ooh. change her mind. Oh, I love doing that. Yeah. So I grew up in the Tony Romo era. That was my quarterback growing up. You know, I initially hated football. So for me to transform to where I am now was basically because of two players. You had Jason Witten and you had Tony Romo. Those were my two that got me into sports to begin with. And so people always assume that because I'm a girl, oh, it's because you think they're cute. No, 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 no. It's because they're such true leaders. They're just such great people on and off the field. You know, they're everything that I aspire to be when it comes to being a leader, when it comes to being a team player, right? So I grew up seeing Tony Romo. And when I first got into the idea of wanting to be a reporter, wanting to be a journalist, it was in middle school. And at that point, I already had my Tony Romo jersey. And so there was just one day it crossed my mind like, hey, what if I got to interview Tony Romo one day thinking I was being totally ridiculous? Well, uh, fast forward to my time at KTSM and I met Chris Hanna. He's a local filmmaker, director here in El Paso. He made the documentary Tony Romo Now or Never, um, a Tony Romo story. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you haven't, it's so good. If you haven't seen it already, Ugh, it's such a well-made film. And like I said, the filmmakers from El Paso. So KTSM had kind of been following the story with Chris and I heard Tony Romo 
And I swear, everyone tried to keep it from me that they were doing this story because I was like, can I do that story, please? Can I please do that story? And they were like, no, somebody else is already on it. So I was a little bummed. But then I heard Chris was coming to the studio. So I was like, oh, I got to go talk to this guy. He met Tony. I want to see if Tony's really, I don't know, as nice as I thought he was my whole life. And if he's really that incredible of a person, you know, I idolized him my whole life. So, um, I talked to Chris and I went and introduced myself to Chris. Little did I know that, you know, later on, Chris would tell me that that was the moment he knew I was the one he wanted to do this story. So, um, he was going to screen Now or Never for the first time in Burlington, Wisconsin, which is Tony Romo's hometown. It has his friends, his family there. Uh, so he told me, hey, do you want to go with me to Burlington to cover this? I was blown away, you know, not thinking that I would be able to actually go. KTSM approved it. I went and Oh my gosh. It was just so, so cool. I get so excited talking about this every time. So we had the whole crew there. We had Chris Hanna and his crew. Uh, Steve Kapowitz was there. So that was pretty cool too, to meet Steve and get to work alongside him because also super fan girl of Kapowitz, who is not. So, um, we all went and the whole all day, the whole joke was you're not going to be able to hold it together for this interview because I would see a picture of Tony. I'm at his alma mater high school. Right. So I see a picture of Tony on the wall. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. It's a jersey or a picture on the wall. You know, they so didn't think I was going to hold it together. And um, so the first time I got to talk to him, it was kind of a, a bucket list thing in itself. It was number one on my bucket list to interview Tony Romo. Uh, so the first time I got to talk to him that day was at a press conference because he was doing his annual football camp that he holds for his hometown of Burlington. Got to ask him a couple questions. And Chris was actually the hot topic of that press you know, that whole press uh, era right there. So everyone was trying to talk to Chris, talking to Tony about Chris. And uh, so then I actually bumped into a couple of guys that work for the Dallas Cowboys. So Nick Eatman, you might know him if uh, you're an avid Cowboys fan and you get your news from him. He was there and I recognized him and I was like, oh my gosh, you're Nick Eatman. Like I was just starstruck all day, right? So <laughs> I had to put that aside. And so Nick ended up letting me go with his crew to interview with Tony because they were going to get the exclusive interview with him anyways. They were so kind enough to let me use their setup, their camera, their lights, everything. They said, we'll film it for you. All you have to do is do the interview. So that was cool in itself that I was interviewing Tony Romo with the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I swear, I felt like I was in a dream. So interview time came and he is the nicest person I have ever met. Tony Romo is just as nice as you think he is. Um, I, you know, I had my reporter mode on, so I wasn't acting too nervous yet. But I asked him specifically, you know, what have you heard about El Paso? And his answer was, if he had uh, a fan base, that he had a base somewhere, it would be out of El Paso because he hears really good things from the fans that come out of El Paso. So he said that El Paso will always hold a special place in his heart. So that was very sweet of him. Um Afterwards, I told him, you know what, this was number one on my bucket list. So thank you so much for doing it. And he was so humble about it. He just laughed. He said, why me? And, you know, we, we talked about it for a little while. So later on that night, got to go to the film screening, got to meet his friends, his family, which was just so cool to meet all of the Romos. I mean, they are they are just as sweet as he is. So they were very welcoming uh, to me, to Chris, to everybody that was there. We'd never, I had never been to Burlington, Wisconsin before. So everybody there was so, so nice. Um, afterwards, we all went to this restaurant 
And Tony and I sat there. We talked a little bit about life. We talked a little bit about football. I got to ask him, hey, you know, uh, any plans to come back? And and he said no. So uh, any Tony Romo fans that are wondering that, he said no. He's very happy with where his life is. He talked a lot about golf. Believe it or not, Tony... Can, can go off about his golf game. You know, he's, he's talking about golf with his buddies there. I got to meet his wife, Candace. She was so sweet. She was actually a former reporter as well. So we got to talk about some stuff with that. I talked to his parents for a little while, um, his sister. You know, there was so many people that I met that night, his best friend from high school that – Oh, they were all so sweet. And the thing about Tony is I know a lot of Cowboys fans weren't Tony Romo fans when uh, he was the quarterback, but I always was. I always stuck up for him, and I I always uh, I always was that fan, right? Mm-hmm. So to be able to talk to him about just my life and my goals and him telling me that, oh, I will never forget. He told me that night that he sees something special in me and that I can do whatever I want to do. And uh, he doesn't say that to most people. So him and I talked a lot and it was just very, very cool. Very surreal night. Uh, I don't think I slept that night because I was just so excited. But the thing about Tony is he's just as nice and as genuine as he comes off. The Tony Romo you see broadcasting, the Tony Romo you've seen all these years on TV and in everything he does, uh, he's just as nice as you think so i'm even more of a tony Romo supporter after that he's very awesome so yeah that's my tony Romo that, story and he's the best that's a, that <laughs> is a really really neat story and i remember <laughs> when all that was going on when you guys made the trip out there to wisconsin because again i yeah. i listened to steve kaplowitz every uh, in the afternoon so yeah. um i followed <laughs> along and steve was uh um, just as excited to be traveling with you as you were with him. Uh, I remember, uh, he's, he's I remember awesome. that he was so stoked that KTSM was out there to cover it, and yeah. uh, you know that they, you guys were doing it right, and, and this and that, and and it was great for the city of El Paso. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, it put uh, you know put El Paso once again uh, on the map. You know, we, we yeah. do great things here out of, out of the city of El Paso and, and what you guys did, you and Steve and everybody else who who covered that story uh, did a great job. And uh, so kudos to you and kudos to you for being a professional in, in, in times where it's so hard to be professional because I yeah. I I've been there where you get into in front of these superstars and then you become starstruck and you really try to maintain it. And I know for me personally, because I come from a small town of a small town of Lordsburg, I, I there's times where I just can't hold on to, you know, my professionalism. <laughs> I'm like, can I please get a picture? Mr. Mitchell Trubisky, (laughs) you know, you know, it kind of just comes with the territory of being in journalism. Like, I wish I could tell you, I don't freak out when I meet these people. I met Garth Brooks when I was in News 22. I was freaking out and I told him I'm very nervous right now. And so I think the the more real you are with them and you don't try to act like a robot that's, that's trying, trying to get questions out of them. I think the more conversational it is, you know, you're just having a conversation with them. So I, I think that helped me a lot. But trust me, when when I sat down to interview Tony, it was like 
This is happening. This is real. You better not cry. You worked hard for this. Don't you cry. <laughs> Don't you lose it right now, ma'am. So I kept having that self-talk with myself. And I was just so into the interview. I remember um, I had asked him, you know, how does it feel that, that Chris did this for you? And his answers were just so humble. He said he doesn't feel like he's very deserving of it, but that he's glad that he has someone who thought he was. So just those kind of answers. I mean, Tony has so much success in my eyes. I think whether people like to admit it or not, he has his own successes. Uh, even though some people define success by a Super Bowl ring, which I yeah. still think he would have gotten if uh, they called Des a catch, by the way. Um, anyways, we're not talking about that. Also sensitive still. Um, but you know what? I think for being as successful and as famous as he is, he is the most down to earth person. So I have the uttermost respect for Tony Romo and the whole Romo family. His dad was so so nice his dad and i talked for a little while and his mom was so sweet his wife i i can't say i can't say enough good things about all of them so now, now, it was cool now question were you able to i know it's a, probably a corny question but ask him how does it feel to be on a candle and being lit up in multiple households around the nation oh no you know what i didn't get to talk to him about that candle but we did <laughs> talk about uh he he gave me a a putt-putt lesson. I had told him, you know what? Say I need some putt-putt, you know, success. I'm putt-putt golfing. He gave me the best advice. Like I got putt-putt lessons from Tony Romo. I'm telling you, I was so excited to go to putt-putt after that. I think I went to Bobo's shortly after. Oh, I kicked butt. So (laughs) courtesy of Tony Romo. So you don't want to golf with me if it's putt-putt because Tony Romo taught me the right way, you know? So that's awesome. awesome. Jessica, thank you for sharing that story. Just a couple of quick hitting questions uh, before we let you go. Uh, just off the top of my head, uh, what is your favorite memory, sports memory, uh, while at New Mexico State? Favorite sports memory, I would say the NMSU football team bowl game. That was, you know, that was a time in its own. All of us were so excited to rally behind NMSU football. So I would say that in itself, um, I worked for Aggie Vision while I was at NMSU. So to me, I was mostly working when it came to games. Uh, I didn't actually get to go into the student section, but one time my entire college career since I was working. Um, But I loved all of that. I loved being you know, behind the camera getting experience. So, so I would say shout out to AccuVision. <laughs> you, you were, uh, so you went to the Arizona Bowl the year that the New Mexico State Aggies made it to that bowl game? I didn't get to go, but watching it was just as exciting. I mean, I think all of us were were watching it in anticipation that, that day. I'm sure you were watching it, Eddie. You know well, what I mean. Well, were you there? Was, uh, no. Same day. It was same, the day same, uh, same day as uh, oh, my bowl game. My. Uh, the symbol oh, was on the I same day. I know you were getting updates on your phone. No, so check it out. Uh, I'll, share the, I'll go ahead and share <laughs> that story. Um, so our game starts at noon uh, here in El Paso, Texas, and the, the Arizona Bowl started at 3 p.m. Uh, so, right. so right when our game was finishing, that game was already going on. And by the time I finished all my work, mm-hmm. uh, putting the story up and sending it out and, you know, press conferences and, you know, everything that goes into that, um, the game was finishing up. And I, I, again, I bring on a lot of interns, uh, every semester and, and that semester I had a, 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 a great group of New Mexico state Aggies, uh, as interns, well, um, of course, you know, it's a big thing for us Aggies. And um, 
I had to kick them out of the press box for a while <laughs> because they were getting overly excited, which I can't blame because I was too. But again, there's that, that part of maintaining your professionalism mm-hmm. or, or, or being, you know, just an excited fan. And while yeah. I, that was one of the few moments where I main, maintained my professionalism and I had to say, guys, I get it. I, I'm I'm excited with you. I want to be screaming with you, but right now this is not the time, uh, or or not definitely not the place in inside of a press box where uh, writers are are putting together their stories or, or yep. you know you know putting together packages, whatever. Uh, so they went outside and they were hooping and hollering outside in the parking lot, which <laughs> is was okay with me. And then yep. after the game, when we we're all done, uh, my buddy uh, Ty Stevers was my main assistant. We, Ty, know, yes, yeah, I know Ty. Yeah, we gave, we gave <laughs> each other a high five and a hug and and all that good stuff. So yeah, fun game. Um, awesome, what, who is your favorite all time Cowboys player? Other, oh, other than Tony Romo, Jason Witten, hands down. Jason Witten, and I kind of explained that earlier. You know, he is a true leader on and off the field. Um, there's been several times we've gone to training camp in Oxnard. This is one of the first years we don't get to go because of, uh, you know, the coronavirus and, and all of that, uh, as we all already know. But yeah, Jason went in. I always would make him a sign when I would go to games, when I would go to training camp. And every year he would go up, he'd sign it and say, hey, what does my sign say this year? We'd take a selfie. And that kind of sealed the deal for me that it is game time. It is season. You know, we're in football season, so let's get it. But Jason Witten is with the Raiders this season. And again, it's very sensitive for me. I may or may not have cried when I saw that. Um, yeah, I saw him in, in his uh, first Raiders appearance this weekend. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Now, but now, Jason Witten. <laughs> now when, you, when you saw that, that uh, news about that, were you holding like a cup and then... That, that happened. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that was. Ex- I was in the kitchen and I was like, "Oh my god, that's not real. That's you are not. No, it it was real my and mo- it's sad." My mother had the it's same different. kind of reaction because that's her favorite all all time favorite uh, Cowboys player yeah. is Witten, and uh, she's so in love with him. But um, <laughs> other good guy, He's tell good me guy. your your favorite uh, non sporting event to attend here in the Borderland region. Ooh, non-sporting event. Well, I would say this one's a recent one for me, and I don't know because of COVID what when the next time we'll see this event, but the LaGrande Fiesta in Las Cruces. I don't know, Eddie, if you've been to it, Ace, you're going to have to come down to Las Cruces for this. Let it is do, so, I'm, so fun. I'm on my way now. <laughs> oh, you, you have to come. It was so fun. I got to MC it last year um, for KTSM, and it just has such fun music, food trucks, you know, all the good stuff. And so I got to MC it and meet all these fun people, really sweet musicians, really sweet people who uh, went to, to go say hi. So I would say that's probably my newest favorite one to keep an eye out for whenever it comes back. Uh, La Grande Fiesta in Las Cruces, very fun. Um, and other than that, I would say the Las Cruces Country Music Fest, but that is no longer happening. So sad, but good memories there as well. Awesome. I, um, one of my favorites that you, you mentioned, KT, the UMC that for KTSM is... Um, well, one of my favorite things is our, is our annual uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, or the Oscar Lucas Hyundai of El Paso yes. Thanksgiving Day Parade. And uh, one thing that, that always sticks out to me uh, there 
at the when when there's actual parade going on on the parade route is uh the amount of cowboy fans that are there on thanksgiving morning with their jerseys on yelling screaming Mm -hmm. enjoying each other's company hugging taking shots (laughs) drinking bud lights waving their flags and then there's there's a big monster truck that comes down the parade route Cowboy, yes. Cowboys team. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I tell you, it's unbelievable. It sounds like a, a tailgate outside of AT&T Stadium. It's, uh, that's exactly what it sounds like. Those are my people. You know, can't hate on them. I would go high five them and Corona times elbow bump. Them there because, you go. There you, you go. Know. So Jessica, <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining <laughs> us. And I, uh, you know, really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just want to wish you so good luck with uh, your new endeavor. And uh, you, you know how to get a hold of us, okay? So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you both. Thank you. And great job on this podcast. Keep it up. Perfect. Yes, and uh, I just got to say, go Steelers. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. We're not ending on that note. Go Cowboys. We can't end like that, Ace. Don't do that to us. Well, we can just say go Aggies <laughs> and guns up. Go Aggies. <laughs> go, go Steelers. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And we're back, and that was, wow, what an awesome guest, uh, Jessica Nevarez. Uh, great story of when she met Tony Romo. Great insight on the Dallas Cowboys for all the El Pasoans here and all the Texans that are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, get you some great insight. So, again, thank you, Jessica Nevarez. We really appreciate you coming on and making history with us today on the Sports & More podcast. Uh, Andy, what would you think? It was good. It was good. I mean, I'm not a cowboy fan, but you know, Mr. Romo, he's a he's a great guy. He seems like a really great guy. I mean, just look at his broadcast stuff. You get that insight, calling the plays and everything. Like, whoa! But it's fun, Jessica. She's great, sweetheart. You know, so much uh, energy. It's 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 perfect. It's perfect. Definitely, I love those kind of personal type stories. You know, we we can get all the stories of oh, we went to a game and we watched the this team play against that team. But when you get those personal stories of, of, of people being people, mm-hmm. uh, th- those are the types of things I really like. So uh, thank you guys for joining us for episode number two. Numero dos. And uh, next week we will bring, be bringing on some college coaches. I'm not going to say what kind of college coaches yet. I'm going to tease you guys. All right. Like I said, Eddie making moves, people. Eddie is making them moves. Yes, sir. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sports and More Pod. Sports and More POD. Also on Facebook, uh, Sports and More Podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at The Mayor LC. Andy, what's your what's your Twitter? Uh, Herald Post underscore Ace. Oh, by the way, the El Paso Herald Post. Wow. Super cool. They have a whole page for the dedicated to different podcasts. Yep. And uh, ours is on there as well. So yes, that, it that's is. pretty pretty yes, neat. Thank is. you, uh, Mr. Chris Babcock. Really appreciate that. ElpasoHeropost.com. Yes, sir. So uh, good luck. Plug. Good luck to the miners this week. Good luck uh, to, to the miners playing uh, Abilene Christian on Saturday in Sumble Stadium. And uh, again, follow us on Twitter at Sports and More POD. And we will see you next week. Bye.